nice to feel a prick in your mouth every now and then. That's what I'm saying. And listen, you said scar tissue. Oh, we're filming. You're filming and recording. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how long have we been filming and recording for? Um, One minute. Coming at you live from Venus. Uncle Dre and Auntie Chris bring you Gangster Goddess Broadcast. Are you going to have a, a drink? Let's let's toast to the launch of Gangster Goddess Broadcast, Chris. Okay, we, we got to toast. Salute. We got to like chin chin. I want to get drunk before I toast. Okay. Hold on, let me get drunk uh, and then uh, we'll toast. Hold okay, on. Okay. Let's toast. Hmm. Vita Vixen. Welcome to Gangster Goddess Broadcast, our first busted and just Busted and readjusted. Guys, we just ate a ton of katsuyaf mm, and now so I'm good. getting drunk. Yeah, we're popping Dre's cherry again. Oh, okay. Um, oh, you mm. want us to slate? I thought we started already. Yeah, you didn't slate, so, okay. so it doesn't count? Busted and readjusted. Busted and readjusted episode three. What do we call this? Random. God, you're hot. Yeah? Yeah. He's hot. Can I just flirt with him while we're doing this episode? Oh, if I can take a nap. <laughs> I'm gonna right, totally busted hammered. and readjusted episode. episode we don't know episode. We don't know what the fuck episode. That's what it's he's called. He's gonna be so confused when he's editing. By the way, okay. yeah, because you're no, not gonna have. Not. We're <clears throat> great. You know why? Because I'm in charge right now. Great. And I'm and and we don't know what we're doing right now. No, guys, we know what we're doing. No, we don't really know what we're doing. And I think that that is charming. I think that's okay. You're charming. I think that it's okay for people to know that. Right now with this episode, it's more of a light test. It's um, we just ate a lot. We're drinking. <laughs> I think I think it's about. I feel like there's a lot of people wondering why we jump ship. Why we jump ship? So I and, think and who we are to each other exactly, who, and why we added this other segment to the show. Yes. So where do we start? Well. I'm going to get a drink. Why don't right we now. talk about? I don't know. I wish we could talk to our audience. Well, I want to talk to the listeners. Okay. Let, I think. I'm sick of talking to me and you. I know, but I think we're we crazy. Start, I think we should answer the question why are we not made women anymore? Okay, go And on. why are we gangster goddesses? And added the segment. So why, you, you go first, because I, you know. I'll chime in. I think initially when we were approached to do a podcast, Chris and I gave them our initial idea, which were busted and readjusted mm-hmm. stories because she and I are always, go- you know, we've got, I mean, everybody on this planet, pe- the reason why people watch movies is to watch people get busted and readjusted. Yeah. And it's because they can relate to certain movies and certain things. So um, when we did not get an okay for that type of podcast, but they wanted a Soprano rewatch instead we realized that we could do that because you're on the Sopranos. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> There's that. There's that. Um, I think it was because we can, um, <laughs> because you watch people in movies and you relate to them. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you watch a love story and you're like, I just went through that yeah. or, you know, anything. So the Sopranos has so many crazy topics um, that are timely, relatable, topical, um, worldly, and timeless, so we jumped on the Soprano rewatch. So we're going to continue with that, but we also are going to divert slightly into our busted and readjusted uh, segments. Um, so sometimes they'll be about 
guests. Sometimes they'll be about people that we're actually talking about, um, women in history, um, female gangsters in history that have triumphed or not. Um, and then there's going to be, you know, friends. Like we want to talk to our friends and, and folks that have been through stuff mm-hmm. that, but well, I think more than anything, people don't know our relationship. So we well, feel even, like. Even before that, I feel like what really busted us up. I mean, yes, we were in this partnership and, you know, going through with the Sopranos rewatch, we kind of fell in love with that platform, you know, after we we were. And I feel like it was heartbreaking to a certain degree of putting our blood, sweat and tears. And like, this is just our most recent busted and readjusted, but we had to like figure it out and pivot. And you, you feel like your life is on one plan, and that you you make these plans and everything's going to be great. And then you have to totally readjust around that. Well, start it's like, over. It's We're like start- meeting a guy. It's like meeting a guy and you mm-hmm. think he's the answer the, to the all one. your dreams and yeah. he's the one. And then he's more busted than you are. Yeah. So now you're trying to fix this and guy. And we had Prince Charming. So, yeah, we had Prince Charming come and wish, you know, give us the world. And then things weren't, and not any fault of anybody else's, just things, you know, People weren't, you know, sometimes a man isn't as evolved as they you weren't wish they were. They weren't our soulmates. Um, it was a new company. So we were new. They were new. Everybody was green. We were all kind of learning together. And Chris and I just sort of felt like, well, we built this thing on our own. And um, why not just keep growing it on our own? Yeah. We planted all but the I, seeds by ourselves. We may as well keep watering it. We don't need the help of anybody else at this but point. But for us, I feel like that was that was a really tough decision to make. Well, we didn't you know, want to plant a garden for someone else and let them eat yeah. all of the food. All of the fruits. We wanted to share a little bit more of the food. It was time for us <laughs> yeah. to go. But you know, it's a tough, it's it was a, tough a it was a good thing. It was we all learned a lot. Yeah. You know, it was an amicable parting of ways. And it is what it is. And, and we try anything. We Chris and I know that we want to we enjoy this podcast format. Yeah. Even though I've never seen a podcast in my life, not oh my even God. my own, oh my not God. even the previous one that we were on. God help me. But um <laughs> but um we want to go beyond just the Sopranos rewatch because that's going to end after 7 seasons and we want to keep going after that. So we want other things to be able to dive into. So I think I think more importantly, we should kind of tell you guys a little bit about our, our relationship and how we met and how we fell in love mm-hmm. and why we even ended up in a podcast situation. Because I'll tell you what, man, I never. Chris is like, what am I like? Chris is the Chris, um, I, Chris is my manager. No, I am not yeah, your manager. She's like my manager. Oh, God. You are. You're the boss. No. So I feel like, Don't, okay. Nope. Chris has been through hell and back. Before she and I met. Yeah. Um, I've been through hell and back. I, I, I go to hell every six months. <laughs> I like to. I no, like, you're on a good seven. You're, no, I like to visit now. hell every day. I don't need. It doesn't need to be um, circumstantial. I can go to hell just by myself. You know, I'm one of those types. You know, fucking actors. Um, <laughs> God help me again. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What did I sign up for? Fuck. Okay, just joking. But she keeps me out of the dark as much as possible, <laughs> which is great. I love you. But she and I started so many different projects and it mainly was born out of exercising together. It's really out of two yeah. bitches aging. And <laughs> we're going to be really honest about this. Yeah. Like 
It's fucking no joke. I remember telling an ex-boyfriend of mine who was not in his mid-40s yet, once you hit 42, Mm -hmm. everything changes. You're not sure if you're going to stay on the path you're on Mm. or if you're going to completely change paths because you know that 40 to 50 is the final climb to the middle of your life. And once you hit 50... You start climbing down I mean, now. I don't know if I feel that. I feel way like yet. you go up, 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 up until you're fifty. Maybe. And then at fifty, you're like, "Am I staying here? Like, how do I want to spend my life coming down coming the hill? Because going that up the hill sense. is so hard, you know. Yeah. Learning about yourself, all the different Who you things you want to surround yourself with. Everything. Whether it's a r- but as you're coming down the mountain yeah. and you're not so out of breath, mm-hmm. how do you want to walk down that mountain? Do you still want to have a fucking strangle hold on yourself? Do you still want to be tied to all these old ideals and ways of thinking or do you want to liberate yourself so that when you're going down you feel free finally yeah so i feel like that's a big time in one's life that that ex-boyfriend did not understand or agree with me on anything so now that you're saying that we gotta get so so i would get okay that we started we knew each other through the same circles my husband was actually friends with her and um, her ex. My my late, my other ex. Your other ex. I have a lot of, I'm like Liz Taylor. I'm just calling me Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> the, the, your daddy, your, your kid's baby daddies. Daddy, baby baby daddies. Um, but you and I like really started bonding. Um, I don't know, like the kids, the girls, maybe at the school. I don't know. But um, you were, we started working out together. But we had talked on the phone a few times before about like weird things like skincare like or texted, remember? Yeah, we yeah were, like it, was, it was two girls that really wanted to share, like Chris, you know, wanted beauty secrets, any kind of, and a lot of girls don't fucking want you to know what they and do. And you were so open, and you I'm like, just like, here you go, Fuck I, yeah. Like, all I remember is you taking. I just remember like, dude, this chick's rad. She's a major actress, and she's like, you just took all these pictures of all your like beauty creams and stuff. And you're like, this is what I, I use. That. Do that, you know, ba- Obaji, remember? And I was like, Dave, she is cool. And then but we we still we, we, she's we, not an asshole. She's not an like asshole actress. actress. Um, but we weren't still on each other's radar a hundred percent, and we no. just kept on. We saw each other. We'd say hi, hang out a little bit. And then we just miss each other a little bit. And then finally, I don't know, the girls or something maybe bonded. I don't know what it was, but I I slipped into a a massive depression, which hasn't happened to me in years since I was a kid. And um, I don't even know if you knew I was in a real depression, but you knew I was having all kinds of problems in my relationship and stuff. And it was really weighing me down. And that's not like me. It was never like me to be Mm -mm. dragged down by um, a relationship ever. Well, you lost yourself for and a second. I lost myself. But um yeah. and we'll talk about all that stuff at some point when we get into more busted and readjusted stuff because I think that it's impossible to encapsulate what busted and readjusted means to any one person because we're always transforming. Yeah. We're always transcending and transforming and changing our lives. I mean, if you think about a child and they come into this life and you know they're learning how to brush their teeth and then they're learning how to hold a spoon and they're i mean every day is a fucking transition yeah. of learning and sometimes they get it right and some days they don't and that's us as adults too so i think more than um we're more than a soprano rewatch oh my god so <laughs> much more but we're so much like tony soprano why how why i'll tell you why panic attacks in an italian world 
me having panic attacks out of nowhere. I remember my first panic attack, I was at the Cannes Film Festival and we were sitting in the very front of the theater at David Lynch's premiere of Mulholland Drive, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And um, I couldn't believe I was even there. I was just a fucking kid. Like 20 like something? I was young uh-huh. and I was there with um, with an ex-ex-boyfriend. There's a lot of ex-boyfriends. Oh, um, with Mike. I and, hope everyone um, has like three hours to go through all your exes. Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> But um, anyways, yeah, it was uh, my first panic attack ever and it was the fucking scariest thing. And I didn't know what That's to brutal. make of it. I didn't know what to make it of that. It feels like a boot is like someone's like stepping on your chest with like a 12, size 12 boot. And you can't, and you don't even know what the triggers are, why yeah. it's happening. Um, but I think I was living in a perpetual uh, panic attack when you and I became friends and mm-hmm. I was trying to calm myself by staying in a constant state of meditation to the point you where were. I wasn't leaving my house. I remember, yeah. So exercise to me, like this, I, I stopped exercising in my late 20s. We started walking. I think, weren't we walking around your neighborhood? Yeah. I think we started and walking. And I would say to you, can we start on the top of the mountain? Because yes. I don't want to walk up any mountains <laughs> right now. I said, I'm walking up enough fucking mountains. Please don't make me walk up a physical mountain. So she would start at the top of a mountain with me <laughs> and walk down the mountain. Yeah. And we would just talk. So we talk nonstop. But still, we never thought we should do a podcast. No, that just Um, came like that fell on our laps. We've been working on an alcohol company of a a Mm -hmm. drink that Chris made a while ago. Um, And then we got overwhelmed by how tedious the task was of actually Mm -hmm. getting it to market. Yeah. But everybody wanted it. So we pursued it and we allowed other people to pursue it with us. And now we're doing it, by the way. And now and it just way, fell it just in our, fell lap again. our laps again. I know. So that's, so that's exciting. That's really exciting. So we started with that and then we started with a, you know, well, these, no, these we were, were different out. ideas for businesses though. Our other idea for our other business that we were working really hard on at first and then we, we bailed on it because that also became very overwhelming was the healthcare thing. We wanted to start oh, a platform yeah. um, where people, like-minded people could find each other that were going through a similar crisis within healthcare, depending on what their um, diagnosis was. There mm-hmm. are a few apps out there, but nothing like what Chris and I were talking about, which was very specialized. And that brings me to Chris's busted and readjusted story, which she... And I have never really you always hundred... wrap stuff in a nice little bow. I fucking you, I, you know, this is something that I'm learning. Or you're the connector. You're I'm the learning. Connector. I'm long winded, but I'm definitely learning how to tie things together. I mean, for a podcast, a TV show. I'm so impressed with you. It's my new. Favorite I know thing. this is your I've like been working on it. This is your one thing <laughs> that you need to work on, and you're doing a great job. I'm hammered, okay. by the way, guys. <laughs> fucking hammered. <laughs> okay. On. Hold on, can we smoke cigarettes on here? (laughs) Can we smoke a cigar? (laughs) (laughs) Mm. By the way, can I just say something? People love your laughs. On our last podcast, people would write in how much they love Chris's laugh. And because I'm an actor, oh, it's the best laugh. I I get like, I I cringe a little bit. Oh no, you sound like my family growing up drinking whiskey. But um, (laughs) because I'm an actor, (laughs) I hear myself fucking copying your laugh. When we're together. Well, that's what happens. You have a relationship with people and you grow towards them. And, you know, we pick up Yeah, but I'm, a, I'm an actor, so I'm really going to mimic you while oh, we're in that's here. funny. That's good. Uh, that like, full now on. I can hear it. <laughs> I can hear my laugh because I don't like, you know, you don't hear your own laugh. <gasps> anyway, our busted, our busted and readjusted story. Can, can I we, my let, teeth? You can do whatever you want. What is yours? 
what is yours? Like, what is the most prominent that when you when someone asks you what is your busted and readjusted story? What's the first story that comes to mind for you? Like, what is your biggest triumph or something that you had to get over? Oh, or maybe you're still I working mean, through we, it. We need lots of mini-sodes for this. If anybody's ever interested in my busted and readjusted stories, we can obviously visit them. I feel busted now. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I feel busted and I feel readjusted. I feel like what we're doing right now, mm-hmm. I'm a little scared. I'm scared. And I don't want to yeah, I don't want to so. not say that. I don't want to be we're not the cool. guy we're not who cool. can't say that. Yeah. We left this company. It was a nice pad. It was nice to know that we're anyone. It was nice to know that all the mistakes that were being made weren't ours. consistently were not ours. So now the mistakes that are going to be made will be ours. We yeah. have to take responsibility for it. We haven't made any yet because <laughs> we haven't typically launched. Yeah, yet. the show hasn't launched yet. This we is, might kill each other. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, we've been fighting. We it's fight, okay. But by the way, we fight really well. Well, then we write each other love notes. I know. It's really nice. It's really um, nice. It's, Listen, it's, it's the all kind of relationship the... you wish you had with everybody in your life. But Agreed. we're here to show everybody that you can have that relationship with everyone in your life if you just put in the time and the effort and you don't turn your back on people. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you do have to turn your back on certain things when it's time to... Um, to go. Let it go. Well, I think our whole thing, you mentioned the alcohol brand that we were starting, Vita Vixen. We're drinking that right now. We're drinking that right now. Cheers. Um, it, Cheers. It's infused with vitamins, so we're actually <laughs> multitasking right now as we drink. Mm-hmm. This is not an ad. Um, but I feel like our whole thing has always been about sisterhood. Even the, the, the basis and why we came up with this drink, it was about community, sisterhood, and bringing people together. Yeah, community. Yeah. And we were spelling it come unity in capital letters. No, we were not. I was. In, <laughs> in my notes. Brain. In that's brain. how I, in my notes. <laughs> in your brain. In my notes. <laughs> okay. When I would be in my crazy meditations oh, and I would think God. to myself, as much as I'm focusing on community. Yeah. And as much as I'm focusing on how many, how, how it's so crazy how people, you know, we were, we're in this computer age. Yeah. Where everyone's isolating. Everyone was talking about virtual concerts, that this is the new way the kids want to do it. Mm -hmm. This is the new way of the world. And I was like, fuck that. That's out of fucking control. People are crazy. So a lot of our our booze thing was born out of bringing people together again, because since we are an Italian podcast, um, there are statistics that prove that in Italy, communities and, and the elders would stay alive until their late 90s. And then once the technology took over, and a lot of kids were moving out of those neighborhoods and they were searching for different kinds of lifestyles. The elders were dying much younger. Yeah. Um, so it was the breakdown in, in, in humanity to and a humanity, certain degree. Our thing also, like a lot of people write in from Made Women, our old podcast, and they said they can, they can our friendship, I've, I've gotten a lot of these emails it jumps off to them. Like they, they really resonate with that sisterhood. And, and I feel like a lot of women, they have, they have a problem finding it's an issue trying to find people that other women that are supportive. And we're just like exclusive, including everybody. Yeah. Women who don't like to support other women is tough. Um, there's a part of me that wants to rage against a woman like that. But then the Mm -hmm. other part of me, because you know me, 
Whenever there's someone who has a bone you to pick. You want to break them down. I yes. don't want to break them down. No, break them down I, like you want to bring them in. I, I want to bring like, them in. I want to be like, hey, what happened to you? I meant like, break why? them down in the purest yeah, sense. Yeah. Like you want to be like, what's wrong? How can we fix this? I know. Like you want to break the that can issue. Opener. Yeah, you want to break <laughs> that opener. issue down. And One of my ex-boyfriends called me the can oh, opener. But that's the thing. Like honestly, I really, about you, what I saw when I first met you or was like bonding with you is like, that effort and that like that it just there's not a lot of when you find women out there like that you hold on to them and you you show that and you you go the distance you know for that friendship and I think that you really put in a lot of effort too and I was like that's fucking rad because some people are so just caught up in their own shit you know I'm pretty caught up in my own shit dude no I mean you're like you're called spade a spade you're caught up in your own shit but you also, you you reciprocate the love, the effort, all of that. I mean, it doesn't fall on you blindly. You're one of the few people because my friends, my main friends, don't live in LA. They live I know. In, they live in New York. So Amanda and Ginger, um, you're probably and, and you know all my girls that are here, like Yael, all the New Yorkers, mm-hmm. but um. You're the first person, you're probably one of the, I mean, everyone else sort of just appeared in my life somehow in weird ways, partying, whatever. You were like, you, you reminded me of me. And I, I had never experienced someone acting like me. And now, word from the GGB sponsor, Sofa. God, she looks really hot right now. I wonder if she's on her period again. Well, at least she's not going to be wearing those diapers anymore. Thanks, Proof Panties. Oh, boy. I know that look. Someone's hungry. (laughs) Oh, damn. I think I just leaked through my tampon. Oh, who cares? I got on my Proof Panties. Nothing can ruin these vintage jeans. Thanks, Proof Panties, for your leak lock patent. And I just, as long as I can keep this, this beast off of me tonight. Oh, I might have to go back to my diapers. (laughs) Friendly reminder here from Robbie, GGB producer extraordinaire. Get your ladies out of those diapers they wear every month. Go to shopproof.com, enter Gangster Goddess at checkout, get 15% off your first order. I used to be a certain way when I had a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I was the guy who would order fucking clothes to my house and have ever you know amanda everyone come through. come and try your fucking mm-hmm. shoes on and see which see which ysl boots you want today honey um, you know that shit i couldn't afford to do why that why did anymore. i know you then well here, <laughs> another disclaimer guys y'all probably think i'm loaded because i was on the sopranos well here you go we don't get residuals from oh the sopranos. my god so another reason to do a podcast on the show is because i never made money off the show that's crazy and it, that's and we can do my, a whole episode or yeah on not, that you know, i don't know about the other cast members but no i never did and thing, i yeah. can't walk down the street without somebody yelling adriana at me and i'm almost 50 like i don't even look like this 20 year old kid anymore but yet it doesn't take care of my family or anything. So I've had a big struggle financially. And most people that are around me that are close to me know that, but most people would never know that. And I feel like it's okay for me to fucking say it out loud. So anyway, 
being a single mom, it's not fucking easy. But that's, so Chris do you understand a, exactly what you just did right there is what was so attractive to I'm me. I'm going to start crying. No, but do you understand that? You're so fucking real just and you don't drink. give a shit. Just keep drinking. <laughs> you really just like, you know, you, you are who you are and you're okay with it. And you're like, I am who I am. I'm not going to put on this facade. And no. that's why people, and that's why this podcast is what it is or what it was with made women is because you're so relatable and you just, you don't put on, it's not the filters. It's not all that other book. Kim Kardashian camera stuff. filters, just as long as we have cameras. Yeah. As long as there's good lighting. <laughs> I'm not talking about visuals people. I'm talking about what's in there, like what's down deep inside. And you just, you don't bullshit people who you are or what, what's going on. Well, you're the first person that's like, even tonight when I paid for dinner, that's like, it's let so me stupid. Venmo you. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? But that doesn't happen pouring, in my I'm, world. I'm drinks Do you understand? I'm sharing my drink. I'm going to be hammered if you keep doing that. I'm trying to get her drunk. But um, that doesn't drink. happen in my world. You know, it happens with my, my closest friends, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, um, who cares? With, with my, my diehard bitches, and you know who they are. Yeah. But um, that doesn't happen to <clears throat> me in general. Like, I have to take care of everybody for the most part. Well, I know you. I mean, that whole other thing, like, you have your second mom, you know, who used to be your nanny, who now is 88 and heart she'll transplant. she'll do anything to take care of us, and, too. But I'm just saying, you take care of her, this 88-year-old woman in your house. You're a full-time mom. Like, you, you don't, I mean, I have... Not lately. I mean, because we've been working like on this fucking lately. podcast. No, I know. Me neither. I'm the wor- bad mom right here. I feel like the bad mom right now. Well, you know, actually, we're setting a really great example, I think, for the kids, too. I explain it to them every night. I'm like, yeah. I'm so sorry I'm not available right now. Yeah. I know I'm always available. You haven't experienced me not being available. But we're really trying to do something so that you can have more Nerf guns. <laughs> more more, more video more, games? More V-Bucks? I don't know. What, what's that? that kills me. That they spent... Uh, we, that's a whole other show. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, the fact that you just lay it out there and... Like you said, all of our podcasts, you're like, it's got to be real, Chris. There's editing. Well, no editing. Like, enough with the cuts. Enough she with always this. wants to edit shit I out. Not, and I'm like, fucking leave it. I am not. That's how I'm busted and readjusted. I am not a fucking actress. I am not in this. And I want to like. I've been private. I want to edit things and make them look pretty and make them look cool. Like, cool. And she's like, no, man, that's it. Just leave it. Leave it alone. Throw it out there. And it's refreshing. And I'm learning a lot from you. I don't know me. I've already, I don't know me, dude. I think I you know better you be know. careful. Shit. Because <laughs> me not editing myself, there's a reason why I was never out there in the world the way other actresses have been. I my publicist and I, like we she parted ways you, right? early on because everyone knew that I had no edit, edit button. button. So to put me in front of three fucking cameras right now and all these lights and a fucking microphone? Well, it was different back then. This is death but your for me. PR, But it was different back then, right? Because when you were doing like all that crazy press, they want you to stay in this box and they want you to say exactly what they want you to say. And now the more outrageous or the more real people are, the more endearing and the more people can relate to it. And that is why... We're doing this podcast. No, dude, back then I was sleeping with like three girls doing a ton of drugs. I mean, it, I, you know, I, it, 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 it was more like, let's keep her in a box. It wasn't like Rob, keep them in a box. Robbie's it was mother? like, just keep Dre in a box. Robbie's mother. <laughs> just keep Dre. Her boyfriend's mother. I think her name's Renee. Hey, Robbie. Just, Robbie's our producer over there. She's, she's 
My boyfriend? Yes. Is your mom going to freak out? Renee, she's, I'm sorry. She's but drunk. Renee, you know what? No, I know she, that you've she, done she, some things, Renee, because I heard about how Robbie was conceived. And I think we're going to be just okay, Renee. God damn it. Is God, it okay? Just joking. Robbie? Because oh. you know what, Renee? By the time I turn 57, I will be born again. Again. Again, again, again. 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 Yeah. Anyway. Talking what? about spirituality. Oh, yeah. That's another thing that's been important to us. Yeah. To a degree. Well, we were, um, yeah, I Remember mean. when you brought me my little meditation chair to my house? I did. I, I'm pretty nice. <laughs> I'm pretty nice, too. Listen, I used to, I feel like I used to be kind of a, a You're jerk. You're the most generous person I have ever I don't. I think I grew met. into this person because I wasn't when it came. I was kind of a little bit more harsh and a little bit just like out for myself and not really thinking I think, I mean, not from like when I got cancer. When I, I got cancer. I, I want to say something so bad. Go ahead, say it. His mother, Robbie's mom, just had breast cancer. And she wrote him a text. Is it okay if I say this? Yeah. And she said, I wish that I had done. What did she say? Are you going to cry? I probably. Because I thought about Chris and I thought about us and I thought about everything when you read that to me. But it was something like, had I had I known I was going to go through this, I just wish I had done <clears throat> more. What is it? You want me to read it? I'm going to cry if I read it. Oh, no. Give it to her. You think I can see this without my glasses? You got your glasses on your head, girl. She said, um, uh, I think Chris Kushner mentioned on one of the podcasts that she had double mastectomy done. Oh, fuck. <laughs> go, go, go. When you go through things in life, it gives... Oh, God damn it! Okay. Um, when you go through things in life, it gives more compassion, makes you wish you would have done a little more for others. Write an extra note or walked in a field of green with them. And oh that's what God. you do, dude. But that is the that's thing. That's what you do. Oh, my God, dude. Why did you read that? And then he goes, oh, Mama, you're making me cry. You've done everything. Oh you're the most generous, God. loving person of all time. We will walk in a field. I'm going to throw this phone at you, Robbie. <laughs> Renee, I but hope you're that listening. Is, that that's is she, you, Chris. I feel like when you go through, I really, your mom's amazing, by the way. To even write that to you, Robbie, that is unreal. I mean, I'm so glad she listens too. That's pretty amazing. I'm, I'm totally shocking and killing her shit all all at once. Oh That's not gonna get her. It's this is gonna get her. It's not the double mastectomy, Renee. It's the girlfriend. It's the girlfriend. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. When but you, that's you. I really thought. You walk through every field with me, Kushner. I am so lonely in oh LA. Oh my god. And it's true. Stop. Don't say that. I was lonely too. I was, I, I felt, I think we found each other for a reason. This is so bad. Is there anything I can wipe my fucking face with? Yeah, right now, <laughs> hello, Toshi. Oh, hello, Toshi. <laughs> um, Ask me about my body. I really thought I was going to die when I was going through um, breast cancer, when I got, first got diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh God, I can't fucking And then I had a double mastectomy. I think people know my story a little bit. No uh, one knows your story. I had I, You know to what? Have... I don't really know your story because you don't really talk about it that much. I talk nonstop. <laughs> I got diagnosed with um, the most aggressive kind of cancer that you can have for, but it was a low stage. So I diagnosed it really early, 
but it was a super fast growing one. While you were nursing your child. Yeah. Oh my God. While you were nursing Frankie, uh-huh. Bama's best friend. Yes. So when I was nursing my daughter. We weren't friends yet. No. So I had a one-year-old and I had a three-year-old. And I had just like literally just stopped nursing her. I felt a lump in my breast. Um, I went to my doctor, my oncologist, and he said, you're crazy. He said, it's all in your head. Your head is not shutting your milk duct off. It's you. Um, Come back in a couple months. And I knew something was wrong. Um, I went back. Pisces. Yeah. And he's like, you're you're crazy. I was like, I'm not crazy. There's a lump in my right. He's like, I was like, I stopped breastfeeding. There's no, there's no limp. Long story short, I got another opinion. They said kind of the same thing. And, um, I woke up one morning, went to sleep one night. Let me say this. Went to sleep one night. And the morning I woke up the next morning, it literally someone, something, whispered in my ear. I remember you telling me. You this. have breast cancer. I heard it. It was like, me and I didn't know you yet. <laughs> you, it was you me. It me in the dream because I know your, your ass is still sleeping because you sleep late. <laughs> I was going to work out and I woke up and I turned to my husband and I was like, I have breast cancer and I just started bawling and that's not my style. You know me. I didn't even think that you would have that while you were nursing oh a my God. baby. Well, I had just stopped like maybe less than a month ago. Um, but I obviously had cancer when I was nursing her, which is a whole nother worry of mine, which, uh, you know, we can obviously get into. Anyway, um, the crazy part of the story is I went for um, a biopsy. Um, they found out that it was cancer. They thought that I had just had dense breasts or something. And they're like, no, 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 it's cancer. My oncologist, a man, called me and he said, don't worry about it. Worst case scenario, you're just going to lose one breast. I was like, you motherfucker. I was like, could you imagine? I was like, oh, worst case scenario, you're just going to fucking lose your fucking penis. Like, you can't. I mean, come on, dude. Really? So, and he's like, you're not going to have to go through chemo, anything. You're fine. You're just going to lose a breast. I'm like, fuck you. Um, It was not that situation that he, he, um, it was worse. Oh my God. I had, yeah, I had to go through the whole gamut. Anyway, going through that, I was 37 at the time. And you reevaluate. People act fucking strange to you. You reevaluate everything in your fucking life. And it was the worst time of my life. And I think I've said this to you before, but also the most clearest, brightest time because everything and everyone, you know, you filter out. You filter out what you want, what you don't want, what's a waste of time. The time, every minute count counted that I spent with those kids. And, you know, I just remember like laying in my backyard and I couldn't really, I was going through chemo. You can't, I I was sick. And, um, I just remember like, I wanted to spend time with my daughter who was one and I would just go in my backyard, lay on the grass on my back and let her crawl on my body and just like protect my chest just so I can like be, you know, outside with her doing like something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, that whole experience definitely changed me for sure. I thought I was going to die. I went through a depression. I didn't get out of bed for like a month. I stopped eating. I thought everything that, that I was eating was killing me, was was causing the cancer. Well, that's a, that's been a huge part of our thing too. Yeah, is health. health. Yeah, for sure. And how to maintain that in, in, in the filthy world we live in. 
it's, it's, a, it's a tough place to be right now with the way everything navigate. is. Yeah. I love to, that we're drinking on the podcast because we never do that. We, I don't drink anymore, period. I know. Well, anyway. Jesus. But, um, but that's it, you know, and I just think that, that since then it changed me and I just kind of got rid of it. It took me a little while. It's not like I was like overnight. I didn't know you at that no, time. But I had some people around me that were just negative, like chicks. Like, you know, you you feel like you try to find your groove and your group and and you go through different groups in life and you're like, these, oh, maybe these girls are cool. Maybe this is, maybe these girls are, you know, my jam and people that are going to support me. You didn't even trust me. Dave for a minute there. You were, you were starting oh my to God. lose your shit. I lost my shit. Well, um. And I get it. Like, I, I don't know where. Oh my God. My, I mean, you're so much more level-headed than I am. You're, you, we have different ways of dealing with shit for yeah. sure. But. Oh, but with Dave. Oh my God. I, we, I you was were more going, like me in that, in that instance. Yeah. I was going crazy at that time. I literally thought I was dying. Like Dave and I, my husband and I have a great relationship, but, um, during, you know, that, that'll test anybody. That'll sure. test anybody. I mean, there was a point where I woke up after having a double mastectomy. I was working for the Grammy foundation for like 12 years at that point. I remember doing an event like two weeks after, and I was like, I'm finally coming out of the clouds. And I'm like, what medicines do I have to take? What medicines? Oh, I remember. Yes. Long you story. thought he was trying to kill you. I was like, he was like, you don't have to take these and these and these. I'm like, I'm like, how could you not tell me that I really need? I had blood clots all over my body. I thought I was going to die. Nurses had to come oh to my, my house. Where was I? Wait, Why wasn't I a part of this? Nurses had to come to my house and give me steroids in my stomach so that I wasn't getting blood clots. I mean, it was a fucked up time. And two little babies. I know. And Dave and I made it out okay. The babies are okay. And look, you know, I found- You're a hero. No, everybody's a hero. Because you have no You're other- You're a fucking hero. But you have no choice. You have no choice. But, you know, another busted and readjusted. I just feel like I'm jumping all over, but I feel like you have to, if you're put in a position in life and it sucks, you know, like I had another bust and readjusted situation with a boyfriend. I had a totally abusive boyfriend in high school um, that, you know, I, after getting out of that relationship and find like fighting for my fucking life, basically, because this guy was obsessed and crazy with me. It's like, I, I, I may, I would just remember making a choice when that was done. Like, I am never going to be with this type of guy. Like, it was a conscious choice not to That's make- That's why you liked me? Not to make the same Because you were like, she's with one of these fucking guys? Because I was like, this guy, no. I, was <laughs> I like, got to get her out of this I was relationship. Like, this, chick, this chick is like different. Like, I had to wrap my head around you. I'm like, she's like nothing, no other chick I've ever, I've ever met. The way stinky. No, not stinky. stinky no, bad hygiene. No. Don't don't shave my armpits. No, not none of That's that. That's what stuff. it was. No, you're just you're just real, man. Oh. You know. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, I really want to go ten layers deeper into your This is not interview. This is not Chris interview. But I'm not gonna do it. Oh, you I can. Won't. I won't. I don't do give it. a shit. I'm an open book. You can. Oh, you want to go? What are you? I'm scared now. This is what she does. This is why I'm scared. She's like, what caused the cancer? What happened in your family growing up? Go ahead. Bring it on. Bring it on. No, because your family's still alive. It's okay. Do you know no, what they no, say? No. Hold on. I want to say one thing because I haven't been talking enough, right? <laughs> Joking. 
I got a massage today and the massage therapist who you know, Julie, mm-hmm. you sent awesome. her. To, this is why I love you. You sent her to my house. No one's ever done that for me. You sent the massage therapist to my house as a gift one day. I did. Fucking no. I, I never but even you, knew that something like that could exist. Like that kind I of generosity either, someone, existed. This other wonderful, beautiful person sent her to you. me. And I was like, you know what? She sent her to me. I have to pass it on. So I want to send it to a friend that I think could use it right now. And then you pass it on to, to your 88-year-old mother and like all this other things. But um, what was I going to say? I had something to say. Oh, so the massage therapist says to me today, we're talking about breast cancer because I was like, you know, don't. Julie's the best, by the way. She's amazing. She said, do you know that breast cancer normally, I mean, she's got all these crazy ideas. I know. Is when you like, you mothered something. Mm -hmm. Something about Mm -hmm. mother, you mothered something that didn't need mothering. I don't know if you should talk about this. No, it's okay. It's okay. Because it is what it is. And I was like, you know Anita's what? Anita's alive. Anita's alive. I can talk about Donna as much as I want. My, mother, my mom's alive, but she's like asleep. My mother, and this is what I said to Julian. I would say, it, my, I've said it to my mother. My mother and my father had a crazy relationship when they were married the first time because they're married again. I together. love the story though. But they had a crazy <laughs> relationship the first time. I always say they were really bad at being married together. My dad cheated. My mom just held on for too long because she's a Christian. Is Anita going to be okay with this? She's going to be fine. Anita, when she you're hear, Anita, fine. You're gonna be- <laughs> we're talking a lot of shit here today. Are you going to be okay with this, Anita? <laughs> I don't know if she has an option. We when love you, Anita. Really great parents, really bad at being married at that they time. They were learning. They were learning. They were just learning. And I think that at a young age, maybe eight to, I don't know, like third grade to high school or whatever, they just needed, my mom needed some help, a lot more help. And I felt like, you know, I mean, she was put in a situation. My dad was an awesome dad, but like I said, he didn't have the tools. He had a rough life too. You relate this back to your mother and your grandmother. And you say like, look, they did the best they could. My parents did the best they could. I have a great relationship with them now. And they're back together, which is fucking weird. I love that. And they have a great relationship together now. I mean, they still bicker like crazy. I love it. But they've lived and learned. They've busted each other and they totally readjusted together now in their old age. Yeah. You know, which is kind of cool. But I was like, are you guys sure you want to get remarried to each other? Like, I love it. (laughs) But anyway... But yes, yeah, so people say that, and that's what I—that's what Julie said to me today. She's like, "Do you think?" Yeah, your mother that was my mom's story, and I always tell you, you remind me of my mom with her grandma yeah. to a certain degree from the yeah. stories that you've told me. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Like I'm just, you know, it was hard. My mom wanted um, that whole rose-colored glass picture of her family yeah. because she's, you know, a born again Christian. And was she born again Christian back then? She was. I think she started. She she wasn't she, raised Catholic. N- she was raised Catholic. We were Catholic, all fucking raised Catholic. But when she, when I was in her belly, she became a born again Christian. Mm. So it was like that. She was always trying to convert my father, and my father was a Catholic, and it would be always a crazy argument within the family, like who's going to Catholic church this Sunday, who's going to Christian church. It was nonstop. So, you know, that was a lot. But you know. Um, well, I think a huge part of um, of our paths, all of us, mm-hmm. including, um, say, like Michael Francis, who was on our show, 
Um, And a lot of other people that are, that want to come on the show already, just by knowing that we're here and that we're about to do this. I think that healing the wounds of our ancestors is huge. That's what Julie was talking about today. Yeah. You know, and her thing was, which I found so powerful because at first I was like, no, I don't have that. And she's like, if you identify it and like accept it and then it, you can let it go. Yeah. Well, I have. I mean, I've been doing that my whole life. Are you not drinking? Okay. <laughs> Remember, I'm supposed to be sober sometimes. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> anyway. Um, I got sober when I was 21, guys. Yeah. But that didn't last long. Well, now you're you're totally responsible. Well, I'm readjusted in a different way. Now. Yeah. Not everybody can handle themselves the way I have. Yeah. So that's, it's different for everybody. But... um. Yeah, I think that wounding, wounding, wounding the healings wounding of our ancestors, <laughs> wounding the the healers of our ancestors. Um, no, I think that's a really big thing because, I mean, I know for me, I always say this. Um, I usually it's a disclaimer whenever I meet someone new, a man, just that, so that they're not shocked by it. Mm-hmm. But I always have to say, hey, just so you know, I was born with a broken heart. Oh, so. Whatever happens, like... Why do you say that? Because it's true. I remember being a baby Uh in my crib and feeling like my heart was broken. Oh, my God. I'm totally... Just why? That's just the way it was. And I I remember when Blackjack was born, I remember Bama's nursery school teacher, and she saw my big stomach, and she goes, what day are you guys guys, having him? Because she knew it was scheduled. Um, I said, they picked uh, April 11th. Mm Mm-hmm. She hands me the birthday book and I read it and it says all this crazy shit about his anger and about all this stuff. And she was like, maybe you want to change the date? And I was like, oh, hell no. no. I was like, it's 4 seven, eleven. That's a great number. Yeah. I believe in a lot of that stuff, how things sort of align. And mm-hmm. I came I came here at a certain time and at that time... I was probably bringing all of this fucking baggage with me. And I think Blackjack came with a chip on his fucking shoulder. Oh, he's such, he's so cool, man. Oh, he's man. so feisty. But he picked I me. Him. I believe he picked me because he knew that he'd have to work through certain things from his past lives mm. or his, or my ancestors. I mean, mm-hmm. you know where I come from. We yeah. haven't gotten into that in this episode, but we always get into it in every episode. And we can't get into this episode because we have 15 minutes no. left. And if you guys ever watch Made <laughs> you like Women, that, Robbie, don't you? <laughs> we're almost done here today, guys. But if you tune in, we'll There'll tell you all about um, Dre more, and Chris. This our is drunk episode. Yeah, this is our drunk episode. This is where we divulge. This is our divulge episode. What, what should we name it? I don't know. Hey, can you guys write in if we air this? We want you guys involved. Yeah. This is the this is the birth of Gangster our new podcast. At gmail.com? I don't know. I think it's gangstergoddess at gmail.com. But we want to – this is another thing. On Made Women, we were involving fans in stuff, and we want to do that again. It, we felt like the payoff wasn't going to be as good yeah. when we were there. Here, now that it's ours, it's really ours. Gangstergoddess broadcast. At yes. gmail.com. So if there's things you want to ask us or things you want to talk about, um, even at some point. Or want we, us to talk about. Yeah. But yeah, once we get matter. really get on our feet, once we're really on our feet and we have a whole season of Sopranos rewatch in front of us, 
then we can start getting into even bringing fans on and talking I about their love shit. love that. You know? How were they busted and readjusted? Yes. Yes. So, that's where we're at right now. I know everybody wants to hear celebrities fucking talk about their shit, but like... We'll have yes, some of them everybody on. Everybody has a story. But I also as long as feel it's like... genuine. Like, I guess, because mm. I don't consider myself... I'm an actor. I was oh, never a celebrity. Yes. You, well, you I was are. never a fucking celebrity. And that was the one thing I never knew how to do. And which is why I never went the distance with mm-hmm. myself. I stayed, I kind of stayed over here. And now I'm doing a fucking podcast and now I'm <laughs> I'm in here. Yeah. You're but I'm also like right 190 here. years old. So I don't really care what you all know about me. It's not so precious anymore. And our whole purpose with the Soprano rewatch, which we call a relate more, is that if we tell our story, people can relate to it in some way. People watch movies so they can find a piece of themselves in there. When we listen to Michael yeah. Francisi talk, um, he doesn't tell his mob story from a place of, hey, look what I did. How fucking cool was yeah. I? He's telling a story so he can help people not make the same mistakes. So some people can maybe relate to something that he says that day I think it's and they about, can take a piece with them. It's about keeping it real. And we have, we live in a world right now with Instagram and all these influencers that are painting this picture that is not real. I paint a picture that we're having a lot of fun all the time <laughs> on my Instagram. <laughs> you do. But I do you have, don't. but you know but what? I don't do. post unless I'm having fun. I'll go dark when I'm not having fun. You but there's not, people who are posting you won't even see when they're, me. You but won't hear people, a fucking word from me when I'm depressed. Go look at my timeline and you'll see when I've been depressed. There are people that even when they are depressed, they're taking selfies with a fucking smile. So anyway, yeah. I'm drunk. I I'm mean, I think I am <laughs> I think we might have divulged a little too much. We laughed, we cried, we busted, we readjusted. Anyway, more than anything, I think what we meant to talk about, well, at least what I meant to talk about, is I'm a little nervous starting this thing all over again. And I'm a little nervous about... But there'll be our mistakes. And that is... Not even that. I I woke up this morning with a terrible headache. I know. And I thought, I think that I'm afraid of failing and I'm afraid of succeeding my whole life. Oh, I'm afraid of both. Why succeeding? Where's the middle ground? Why are you why are you afraid of succeeding? I want I'm I think afraid I'm afraid of, of success too. I'm afraid yeah. of the whole well, fucking thing. You had thing. it to a crazy level. I did. So I think that like that it might be if I had had it to that level that you had, especially I never with, had fi- crazy financial It doesn't success, matter, though. but the fact that you had fame and that to you in the acting field and the, winning the Emmys and all that shit I mean, that's got to be scary. I never looked at it from you that point scarier? of view. What? All of that, but not really having any money. <laughs> oh, that is fucking scary. <laughs> Are you fucked up? You should have been, I should have been your manager then. I'm not your manager. Oh I'm not her God. manager now. Oh my God. Because I was the actor who never wanted to talk to their manager or their agent. And I was like, I don't need any handholding. It's cool. Just it's, leave me alone. Just leave me alone. You know, wow. I'd rather just hang out with my rock star boyfriend or something. That was me. And I have two beautiful babies. Two beautiful babies. And my whole life's purpose, I think, really is about wherever someone's busted, let me just help readjust. Readjust them. I know. And that's, that's why my this life. series is so segment. Yeah, I know you want me to say segment. is so special to me. And I feel like it's just like this is our baby. This is our baby that we haven't really birthed yet. Birthed. Yeah. Birthed. 
but we're trying. So you guys are going to do it with us. So yeah. write in, tell us whatever you, you want to tell us to go fuck ourselves. <laughs> but you guys, Be I don't want to hear your bullshit and Dre's yeah. fucking crying and Chris is fucking <laughs> stupid, you know, but <laughs> I still want to go deeper into the breast cancer thing. And I will at some point. Mm-hmm. And then Chris can ask me questions. too. I know. Plus, we're going to have a lot of my friends on that have been busted and readjusted. Mine too. I'm got. I got some girls. Mine have all been in jail. Okay, well, okay, you win. (laughs) Okay, why don't you sign us out? Guys, thank you for listening to us on Gangster Goddess Broadcast. How much do we sound like we're doing an old radio show? Like some, hey, how are you guys? This is us tuning in from WPZX. (laughs) PZX, Gangster Goddess. Um, We're naked as we broadcast. (laughs) Oh, it's a sex line all of a sudden. It went from (laughs) uh, old FM to a sex line. Those lines okay. were crazy. They were crazy, but you, we I'm would crank them. <laughs> Just zip it. I mean, okay. Okay. Can, can, and, and also, by the way, did anyone else feel this way? No. Listeners <laughs> out there, can you please write into Help Gangster me. Goddess Broadcast and let us know if you... If you're Every, 48 years old, like me, did you this. call those phone calls, those phone numbers of those ladies going, listen to me. Stop. No one's answering you. No one's answering her. They're all cutting No it. one's answering Robbie's laughing in the corner. Okay. Chris is dying. Everybody was put a curi- toothpick in my I'm mouth. just going to say this because I'm being protective. Everyone's curious. <laughs> Look at you. What about the jerky boys? How about the jerky boys? We all, yes, of course. I love the jerky boys. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to Gangster Goddess Broadcast. And gangstergoddessbroadcast.com. Hit subscribe, please. Smash that button. Smash the button. Five stars. Don't fuck around. Don't fuck around. Somebody will come breaking the caps. We are working hard, people. Gangster Goddess Broadcast is a UV Ways and Monkey Mind Music Group production. Theme song by UV Ways. (laughs) 